Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is indeed the VSIN Bet Center right here on VSIN and VSIN.com, the sports betting network. Final hour of the program. I am Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. My partner, James Salinas, is along via Denver, Colorado on this first Saturday in May. Rich Strike wins the 148th running of the Kentucky Derby, an 80 to 1 shot. We've got playoff basketball, playoff hockey going on, baseball underway just about a month into the baseball season. Keeping an eye on the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies here. So far, it has been all Memphis Grizzlies, but they did just have to put a stop to a little bit of a Warriors run there. The Warriors trying to get back into it here in the first quarter. I mentioned that Jonathan Kaminga started the game for Golden State. I think that was an effort to have him defend uh, John Morant, try and slow the scoring down of the star of the Memphis Grizzlies. It hadn't worked so far. Kaminga made that bad turnover when Golden State was trying to turn things around there midway through the first quarter or so, and they replace him. Otto Porter comes into the game, and then Jordan Poole comes in off the bench, and he adds a little spark to Golden State. They are now back to trailing by eight. Eight points. They did have it to within six. That's when Memphis called the timeout to try and slow that Warrior run. But now we are about three minutes left in the first quarter here, and the Grizzlies back out to an eight-point advantage, 25-17, to 17, your current score. As far as the live market, the Warriors are down to just two-and-a-half-point favorites. Of course, they closed 
as seven point favorites and your live total right now is at 226 and a half which is just about a point where a point ahead of where it closed prior to tip off Memphis coming up the court with the ball and an eight point lead anything that you've seen in the first quarter here James that has you thinking about possibly making a wager in game or how this game might unfold as far as a winner one way or another well, as far as the shooting percentage for Memphis, they started off hitting six of their first eight three-point attempts. We know there's going to be some regression there. They've missed their last two. But I think my biggest concern is this is kind of we're seeing this from the first two games in the series as far as the offense for Golden State continuing to turn the basketball over. They had 18 turnovers per game or each game in those first two games in Memphis and picked up right where they uh, threw the ball away and left off last time. Already six turnovers through about, what, seven, eight, roughly eight and a half minutes in this first quarter. Six turnovers. And again, Draymond, two turnovers. Kaminga having to step in and, and play that role defensively, like you mentioned, two turnovers. But also Steph Curry really hasn't – he's been looking to facilitate more. He's only taken two shots. He's 0 of 2 from beyond the arc. He really hasn't gotten involved offensively. I think they were making a concerted effort to get to try to get something else going and not just rely on Curry to have to shoot – from the perimeter, maybe get some better looks going towards the basket. But it's hard to get looks, Brady, when you continue to give the ball to the other side via the turnover. So they're going to have to clean this up. So right now, nothing I'm going to be looking to get involved with at this point. Uh, Good news for Clay Thompson. Of course, he was part of your handicap coming into this game. What would he do? He's two for two from the floor. So a good start for Clay Thompson anyway, as the Warriors continue to trail here. Now down to a six-point deficit, 25 to 19 with under two minutes left to go in the first quarter. Uh, We've got a couple of baseball games that will be going to first pitch here pretty soon. The Washington Nationals are in Los Angeles to take on the Angels. The Angels opened as minus 155 favorites, and Washington has taken a little bit of the money here. Currently, the Angels are minus 150 favorites. The total has gone up to nine, uh, and the Angels, again, have uh, been excellent this year, leading the American League West. This was a team I bet over their season win total. I've been very happy to see their success so far this season. Hasn't been the case for the Washington Nationals. Been playing a little bit better as of late. Did you do anything with this game, James? Well, initially I was looking at some of the player props and I saw Taylor Ward. And Taylor Ward, as far as scoring a run in the game, I thought it was... I thought it was Taylor Ward, but maybe it was my uh, old age setting in. He was plus 155 to score a run or more in the game. I was like, wow, Taylor Ward's been tremendous since he's been moved up. He's been jockeying around whether he was hitting first or second or ladder down the lineup. But the last handful, last couple of weeks, he's really moved up into the one or the two hole. And we know sandwiched around, anytime you're sandwiched around, if you're sitting, especially if you're hitting the two and if they're putting Otani at one or, or Otani at three and moving Trout around, like pretty potent up top because Ward's been scoring runs. He only he's only played 19 or he's only played 20 games. He scored 14 runs in those 20 games or 19 runs in those 20 games, 14 games where he's scored a run. So he finds his way not only getting on base, working the count, drawing the walks. I mean, he's got the best on base percentage on this team sitting at 488. So he finds ways he understands his approach at the plate. He's there to set the table for the big boppers. 
And then I realized as I started to click it, it wasn't Taylor Ward. It was Tyler Wade that was that big price. And when I looked at Taylor <laughs> Ward, it all of a sudden reverted to uh, get it where the number was. He was laying a dollar twenty-five to score a run. So I didn't get involved here. I mean, as far as the Angels are concerned, hitting the baseball the way that they have, I think that's what they've been needing. They've been needing somebody like a Taylor Ward to be able to step in there and set the table and really take good approaches at the plate, work the count, start to build up the pitch count. And now you've anytime you've got traffic on base. Uh, not that he's going to go out and steal bases, but he's getting on base and putting pressure on on the pitcher, pitching out of the stretch, and now having to be more, you know, and, and he he can't be the the opposing pitcher just can't be as uh, really just try to avoid Otani and Trout the way that he would if the base is empty, but. What are we going to see out of Josiah Josiah Gray going for the Nationals? I think that's the piece here is pitched real well last Sunday against San Francisco on the road. Just one hit in six innings of shutout ball. But he was he was that top prospect that came over from the Scherzer trade last year with the Dodgers. So just not a whole lot to go off of with Josiah Gray here. I'd lean Angels, but I haven't seen enough of it here as far as Gray is concerned. Uh, sometimes when you haven't seen a pitcher can take a, a round or two to get get accustomed to it, and that may be all that they see from Josiah Gray, but nothing I want to do with the Nationals team as poor as they played all season, Brady. Another one going here to first pitch in just a few minutes will be the Tampa Bay Rays up in the Pacific Northwest taking on the Mariners, Rasmussen versus Gonzalez, and the Rays opened as minus 140 road favorites. A lot of action has come in on Seattle as they are down to minus 128 road favorites. The total of seven remains the same and the Tampa Bay Rays have been an awful hot team Uh, they have won five in a row the Mariners have lost five in a row so it looks like the betters are betting that those streaks will both come to an end this evening up in Seattle did you have a position on this one James yeah, I was looking at trying to fade Gonzalez here. I mean, Marco Gonzalez, is he's a local kid just up at Rocky Mountain, won a couple state titles here in Colorado in high school. And, and and you know, he got drafted pretty highly there in St. Louis and has kind of bounced around a little bit. I found a home, signed an extension for in Seattle. So he's got a home there for the next handful of years. So good for, good for young Gonzalez. But he's given up the long ball and he's he's a nibbler he's not somebody that's going to challenge you with with high high velocity stuff he is going to work on the black on both sides of the plate and he's going to nibble try to throw a lot of off-speed pitches and if he falls behind doesn't necessarily mean that he is trying to challenge hitters but Man, he has been tagged six home runs. He's only pitched 20 innings so far this year, giving up six long balls during that time. We know how the Rays swing at the plate. They are trying to launch angle, get underneath that baseball, and drive the ball out of the ballpark. And then you think about Rasmussen on the race side. Yes, the Rays have played very well, winning five straight. Rasmussen just played uh, pitched against this say, Mariners team back in Tampa about ten days ago, and with six he threw six innings of shutout ball, only allowed two hits, had nine walks with just one walk in that game. I was hoping I could find something here on Rasmussen. Uh, his strikeout total is sitting at at four and a half, and it's juiced to the under pretty heavily here. Do we see, my only concern is, do we see that many innings out of Rasmussen again? He's, we know how Cash likes to work his bullpen. That was my only concern. But I think I was leaning towards the strikeout prop for Rasmussen to go over four and a half, considering not only how well he's thrown this season, but in particular, the last time he faced the Mariners just 10 days ago. Big shot to end the first quarter for the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry hits a three-pointer, his first one of the game, and now just a two-point deficit, 28-26 in favor 
of the Memphis Grizzlies after one quarter of play there in San Francisco. Uh, the live line has been currently taken off the board. The Golden State Warriors were down as low as a two-and-a-half-point favorite when Memphis was out to a double-digit lead. Uh, just a couple of minutes left here, James, but uh, we've got one more hockey game going to puck drop here pretty soon. In about 15, 20 minutes from now, the Flames are in Dallas to take on the Stars. This series is tied at one game apiece, and the Calgary Flames, a road favorite at minus 165. We know how these teams are defensively oriented, and the total is set at just five and a half. We've seen every other hockey game go over the total so far. James, do you have any opinion on this one? Well, we haven't seen that from this from this standpoint with the Flames and the Stars, in particular for the Flames. That first in game one scored a power play goal just five minutes into the contest and have gone the remaining 115 minutes over the collective two games with nothing. And not that they haven't gotten shots put up. They put 55 shots on goal, but not a whole lot of not a whole lot of opportunities post shot. So being able to cover up, I think Odinger is Jake Odinger young. Uh, yeah, he really, I think he's just 23 back there, but posted the first franchise shutout. Youngest, youngest goaltender to post a shutout for that Stars franchise at 23 years old. Does the momentum continue? Now you have the Stars coming home. There's a lot of veterans on that team. I'm almost inclined to lean towards the Stars here at plus 145. I see some, actually, I see a 150 out here in Colorado leaning towards the Stars at home. It's interesting. We mentioned this earlier with our hockey guests that the point differential over the regular season, Flames had the highest goal differential at plus 85. And coming into the playoffs, the Stars had the only were the only team to have a negative point differential during the season at minus eight. Still kind of lean to the stars here, plus that number at 145, even 150. Might be an in-game play. We talked about it earlier. If you can find the team that uh, scores first to go on and win the game, I think that's a good angle with how good a defense and goaltending both of these teams play. We're going to talk a little golf next up. We've got the PGA Championship less than two weeks away. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Have you been looking for the right opportunity to switch up your nicotine? Well, now there's a 10-day challenge to give you a fresh start, helping you walk away from the ashtray spit cups and vapes. It's called the Zen 10 Challenge. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free nicotine alternative. They're available in 10 varieties and two strengths. The Zen 10 Challenge is a risk-free way to try Zen Nicotine Pouches, and if you don't enjoy your experience with Zen, after 10 days, you get your money back so head over to zin.com slash 10 to take the zin 10 challenge that's zyn.com slash 10 brady cannon and james salinas back with you inside the v sin bet center time to talk a little golf by the way the golden state warriors have actually now taken the lead in the basketball game they were down by two to end the first quarter and now a four-point advantage for golden state 34 to 30 over the grizzlies they are now a six and a half point favorite in the live market. Brian Kroll now joins us. He is a host on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. He's also the president of the Metropolitan Golf Writers Association, and he's the director of golf at Trump Golf Links at Ferry Point in New York. Brian, you are a very busy man. Thank you for joining us here on the Bet Center. Uh, I want to first talk about the Wells Fargo Championship uh, this season taking place at TPC Potomac. Normally Quail Hollow Club in Charlotte, North Carolina is the venue, but they are prepping for the President's Cup, which will take place later this fall. So we move over to TPC Potomac and boy, it's absolutely been a roller coaster ride. The weather and also that combined with a very difficult golf course. We saw 
The former world number one, now ranked 124th in the world, Jason Day, take the lead into the weekend after 36 holes. We saw Joel Damon just one shot back after day one of Jason Day. Now he is almost dead last. We saw Jason Day shoot 79 today. We're all over the board, but Max Homa and Keegan Bradley have looked really good. Bradley is your 54-hole leader, and it looks like they're going to get some rain overnight and it'll dry up a little bit. Just cloudy is the forecast for Sunday. I imagine we're going to have a pretty soft golf course, and maybe there will be some scoring opportunities for Sunday's final round. I still think, guys, that uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard to go really low uh, tomorrow. So my edge certainly is with Keegan Bradley. I mean, the guy is uh, on fire right now, shooting a 65 low round of the tournament on Friday and a 67, which was the low round today. And uh, listen, he's got those major championship chops. Uh, no one around him really has that. You got to look all the way down to the uh, the minus two guys, Rory McIlroy for a, for a major champ. But um, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. I think all of us love seeing how the best players in the world handle themselves under tough conditions. The scoring average today, 73.7. I don't think we've had a number that high since 2020. So very, very challenging the last couple of days, but I think, I think the money's got to be on Bradley to finish the job. Brian. So for myself, I'm not a big golf better. That's why I do the show with Brady. So I can get good inside information from a professional <laughs> handicapper, uh, pro golfer like he is. Um, but for somebody yep. that I don't have a position on anybody going into this match, so you mentioned Bradley there. He's just he's plus one twenty five going into Sunday. Max Homa is sitting at plus two fifty. The third highest you mentioned it with McElroy. He's he's what six strokes back. He's plus twelve hundred. There's not a whole lot of people here in contention, like you mentioned, as far as the uh, kind of the the championship medal within winning uh, golf tournaments, but would you take a shot? Is there anybody currently outside of Bradley within this leaderboard that you might see based on what that weather might happen overnight and how the course might play out that you might want to take a flyer on? Well, you know what? I've got, uh, I've got a lot of money going on to Homa at the PGA championship just because Oklahoma has his name in it. So I'm saving all my money (laughs) for the PGA championship when it comes to max. I mean, half the state has his name in it. So that's pretty cool. Um, but I, I would say, listen, you've got uh, Honor Bon Lahiri and, and James Hahn, Hahn uh, the bigger money there at plus 2,200. But I think, I think uh, if you're going to go outside of those top four guys, I, I, I think uh, Fitzpatrick here, Matthew at plus 1,400. And one of the reasons I like young Matthew is the, the flag next to his name. I mean, he's, he's used to playing in these colder conditions and like you said there's not going to be as much rain tomorrow but it's still going to be windy and chilly and it kind of has that england feel to it so uh, i i think fitz fitzpatrick might be someone to look at and if you wanted to go a little bit deeper than that you've got uh, a bunch of these guys at minus two mcelroy of course i mean we remember what he did the final round of the masters earlier this year so i don't think there's anyone in the field that could go lower uh, on one day than Rory McIlroy. So that'd be kind of cool to, to watch. And I like Cam Young also at, at minus two. He's got that Northeast toughness. He's a calm young player. And, um, but I, I would say outside of Bradley, 
I'd say go for uh, 1400 here on Fitzpatrick at minus three, because he might just come out and surprise some people. He still has yet to win on the PGA Tour, and he's had so many starts. He's got to be going nuts. I think he's going to go flag hunting tomorrow. Brian, I would agree with you. I, I think this course very much suits a player like uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, and, and 14 to 1, certainly a good number. Uh, he knows the conditions, as you alluded to. The other guy I might take a look at, just too short on Bradley for me at plus 125. And you talk about the low round of the tournament that he's had the past couple of days. I would expect there might be some regression, uh, despite how hot he's been the past couple of days. I would probably look at Max Homa. You talk about Matthew Fitzpatrick uh, having, you know, played in England, of course, and being used to these conditions. Max Homa, not all that far removed as well, playing for the Cal Bears in Cal Berkeley. You get a lot of rainy, soft conditions in Northern California like that as well. So maybe these conditions uh, suit Max Homa as well, and he is trading at plus 250. My card is relatively shot. I, I had Joel Damon, and I was feeling pretty good. <laughs> after one day and now I'm not so feeling uh, feeling so good anymore I still have CT Pan and Siwoo Kim somewhat in contention but it, it's going to have to get really squirrely on Sunday for me to cash a ticket uh, you talked about Max Homa for the PGA Championship um, I do have some tickets already on guys to win the PGA Championship let me know what you think I've got Jordan Spieth at 34 to 1 to complete the career Grand Slam I've got uh, I, I have got uh, Jason Kokrak all the way at 130 to one. I've got Gary Woodland at 105 to one. I've got Tommy Fleetwood at 105 to one. Any reaction to those players? I of the ones you've mentioned, I think Gary Woodland is a good call, just uh, based on the uh, you know all the different course facts and the setup that I've seen so far at. Uh, Southern Hills. It has, it has a Gary Woodland style to it. Um, he certainly has the shape of the shots that, that you're going to need there. He's got the length off the tee and he's a, he's got that major championship um, credential. So I think, I think Woodland of the ones you mentioned is, is a great pick. Of course, I, I think, um, I think uh, McElroy is probably a more likely uh, winner down there and and like i said i've got some distant money on homa just because of oklahoma i can't help myself <laughs> um but but i think uh you know in terms of tomorrow the the plus 250 on homa is not enough to make up for uh the two-stroke lead and the plus 125 for keegan bradley i i really think that bradley's in the driver's seat he's he's got the age he's got that veteran mentality he's He's tough. He's he's got uh, that understanding that if he wins this thing, he gets right into the into the U.S. Open field by getting into the top sixty in the world. So there's a lot of juice in this for him, and he's got great coaching, great caddy. Uh, Scotty's been helping him out a lot this week, and he looks really calm and and steady. So anyway, I'm jumping around a little bit, but it's exciting to uh, to think about what's coming here tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think Bradley probably should go on to win this tournament, uh, but I'm not going to get involved at plus 125, and I, I'm not going to go with Max Homa either, e even though I think he might have a real good shot here. Um, you know, I, I, I've probably... Uh, I, I'm going to have to look for some top 20 finishes and such like that to uh, recoup some of my money that I invested in the Wells Fargo, but really setting my sights uh, not only on the Byron Nelson, which is going to have a tremendous field, guys getting ready for the PGA, but I think primarily 
My focus will be on the PGA Championship at Southern Hills, a fantastic golf course we haven't seen in a while. It's hosted a number of major championships. And uh, Brian, real quick here, I've got just about 30 seconds left. I forgot. I do also have futures plays on Will Zalatoris and Daniel Berger in the neighborhood of 40 or 50 to 1 to win the PGA. Either of those, go, uh, those guys that you like. I, I love Zalatoris. Um, I don't know what it is about major championships and, and this kid, but he just seems to, uh, to dial it up a notch when he gets in the biggest of spotlights. So if I had to pick one between Berger and Zalatoris, it's definitely will. Um, he, he's, uh, he's knocking at the door here. I, I would say he's, he's a real strong top 10 pick for Southern Hills and who knows, he might be worth the big bucks. All right, my friend, great stuff. Good to talk some golf with you. Enjoy the final round of the Wells Fargo on Sunday, and we'll do it again sometime. Love it. Thanks, guys. All right, that is Brian Kroll of the PGA Tour Radio on Sirius XM. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the VSN Bet Center. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you, taking a look at the action going on currently. The Pittsburgh Penguins back out in front of the New York Rangers. Now five to four. This game sailed over the total early. In this contest and a very decisive game three here, the series currently tied at one game apiece. Pittsburgh trying to hang on to home ice advantage here and take a 2-1 series lead over New York. Just about six minutes left in the final period. Again, holding on to a 5-4 lead. Over on the hardwood, the Golden State Warriors have moved out to a nine-point advantage over the Memphis Grizzlies. Very interesting turn of events here, James, and I just think you have to chalk it up to that championship medal. No panic. We've been through this a thousand times before. The Golden State Warriors were really punched in the mouth by the by the Memphis Grizzlies early in that first quarter. Memphis, I believe, had as much as a 12-point lead. It was definitely 10 on a few different occasions, and the Warriors looked sloppy. They missed a few of their early shots. They were turning the ball over. They, they've always turned the ball over, even throughout the regular season, uh, but it was really hurting them early in that first quarter. Steph Curry made a big three-point shot at the end of that first quarter to cut the deficit to do uh, to just two points and here they are they've completely turned the tables now they have a 10 point advantage 52 to 42 they lead Memphis well and a couple things you've mentioned the this is a veteran team they're not going to panic and and been there and done that just you know close shooting as poorly as they did in that game two from the perimeter uh, just 18 percent from the three-point line that wasn't the focus coming into this game for the Warriors. They've only taken, they're six of nine from three-point land, but they've taken 31 shots. So the majority of their points are, uh, they've been very intentional about getting to the basket or getting high percentage shots inside the free throw line extended. In particular, Clay Thompson talked about his, his struggles shooting the basketball in the first two games of this series and looked heavy legs. Well, you know, he's not just somebody that's going to be stubborn. He he's he knows the self awareness that these players have, in particular with the with the Golden State Warriors and the veterans and the champions on this team. They're self aware of when you're struggling. Don't just try to fight your way through it. Yeah, shooters want to keep shooting, but if you're not shooting well from the outside and maybe your legs are a little heavy and you got to use your legs to to knock down those those long perimeter shots, 
work yourself inside, find some matchups that you can take advantage of and get on the post. We saw that out of Thompson. He's taken, he, he's four out of six from the floor. None of those are from three point line. He's gotten to the free throw line. He's getting post. He posted up Bain and was able to utilize his footwork there and get a, get a three point up three point play opportunity. The old fashioned way where he got fouled inside, getting a layup and going to the free throw line. So very intentional from Thompson, as well as this collective team effort. They've had plenty of time to go back, watch film and, and really Think about the adjustments that need to be made. And then on this, off the bench, and I think that's what's most impressive so far, Brady, the bench players coming off. Porter Jr. has been huge for them. He's four for four from the floor, 10 points, two for two from three. Ultimately, of the bench points coming off the uh, coming, they got 21 points off the bench. They're nine of 10 shooting the ball collectively off wow. the bench between Porter, Looney, and in particular, it's really Porter, Otto Porter Jr., and Jordan Poole. We know they're fully capable, especially Poole. Those guys are eight for eight from the floor, three for three from the three-point line. Great lift from the bench for Golden State. John ja Morant with that patented move to the left side of the cup, and he gets past Draymond for a bank off the glass and another two points. The Warriors come nice. right back and get a couple of points from Kavon Looney, and we once again have a double-digit margin for Golden State. Make that a nine-point advantage, 56-47. to 47. They are a 10.5-point favorite in the live market, and a pretty fast-paced game, James. This total closed at 225.5. Right now, the live market showing 230.5, and, a half, and uh, make it now just a six-point advantage for the Warriors as Memphis gets a three-pointer there, 56-50 to 50 in favor of Golden State. Good basketball game so far. We've still got two and a half minutes left to go in the first half. Uh, James, I want to go back to the golf a little bit. Our uh, last guest, Brian Kroll, um, from, uh, let's see, the Metropolitan Golf Writers Association, director of golf out there at a golf course back in the New York area, and then, of course, uh, hosts a show on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. The guy's all over the place, and I tell you what, you could tell why. He was very well-versed in the game and very well-spoken, knew what he was talking about. I really enjoyed the segment with him, and I was happy to hear that he enjoyed my pick on Will Zalatoris at 30. 34 to 1 to win the PGA Championship. And, and Brian is exactly right. All we've seen this young kid do is record top 10 finishes in major championships. He's only been around for probably not even two years on tour. Uh, he finished second in the Masters to Hideki Matsuyama last year. Uh, I believe he had another top 10 finish at the Masters this year. He finished sixth at the PGA Championship last year at Winged Foot. This guy is absolutely a championship-caliber player, even though he does not have a PGA Tour win to his credit yet. Uh, Will Zalatoris, I'm seeing at 33-1 to 1 in BetMG, at BetMGM in Colorado, James. What do you think? You want a little piece of that? But, you know, I always give you the advice, maybe some before-the-final-round stuff, but I, I'm looking for you to get in pre-flop this time. I just did it. I, was, oh, I put a I put a quarter unit in, and I do. I, it's thirty three to one for Zalatoris, so I I put him at a, a quarter unit for me, so two hundred and fifty there. So it's good payday if he comes in. So I put that one in there. Um, so from a Zalatoris perspective, you talked about he hasn't won on, ha hasn't quite gotten there yet. Is there any concern because he hasn't gotten there in these majors that he's been on the he's been on the outside looking in? 
Um, if you're getting down, and I, I know we talk about a lot of the intangibles. when we, You and I, especially when we're talking about handicapping a lot of sports, right? We've been talking about the Golden State Warriors and the, and the championship mindset, and this is a team that's not going to panic, and they know who they are, very self-aware of their strengths and their weaknesses and play to their strengths. How about somebody like Will Zaratoris that, that is on the door, he's knocking there, but obviously the number, part of it's the, the player, but also the number, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I have seen Zalatoris at lower than 33 to 1. I believe at Circa, he is still 34 to 1. So, not much of a difference there. But I did get Zalatoris at 34. I know Matt Humans is also on him at 34. I certainly don't have a problem with 33. Um, he is arguably the best iron player in the world, James. I think he's number one or number two on tour in strokes gained approach. He absolutely just flushes his irons. Probably the one weak part of his game is putting, but I do believe putting will be a little bit neutralized uh, at this particular golf course. And, 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 you know, maybe the hardest golf course to putt in the world is Augusta National, and all he did was finish second there last year in his debut. So uh, this guy is absolutely a world-class player. And, you know, you look at Scotty Scheffler, who has been the hottest player in the world, just won the Masters and is ranked number one in the world. He didn't even have a PGA Tour win before this year when he won at TPC Scottsdale and took the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And then he then he just went crazy and ended up winning at Bay Hill and uh, he won another one in there that I can't recall off the top of my head right now, but then went on to win the Masters. So... So maybe it's going to be similar for Will Zalatoris. Now, he doesn't have as much time before this next major championship to get a few wins under his belt like Scotty Scheffler did. But, you know, I, I think, and actually Zalatoris and Scheffler are, are good buddies. I know they play golf a lot in the Dallas area. They both live in that area and have probably made their way down to Oklahoma a little bit to take on Southern Hills, maybe get a practice round in or two. Scotty Scheffler calls it his very favorite course in the world, probably had some experience playing it when he was a Texas Longhorn at the University of Texas during his college years. But, you know, I, I think these guys are probably very similar in their talent level, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Zalatoris's first win came at a major championship. I, I think he's probably got the medal to handle it. All right. Well, Brady, I'm in. The, I'm ready. I'm in the mood. We got a couple weeks for this, so this is the time to get ahead of it. Aside from Zalatoris, I know you rattled off a number of other players. Uh, not so much for me looking. Oh, I want this big long shot, Brady. Please find a hundred to one for me. But it doesn't have to be necessarily a long shot. But what were what's what's another one or two players that you had were talking about in the last segment that I think we can get involved with tonight? Well, I, I think this golf course or this golf tournament is going to be very much of an iron players paradise. Uh, Tiger. Woods uh, may be the best iron player there ever was. He won the PGA Championship here in 2007. And maybe the two best iron players in the world right now are Will Zalatoris and Colin Morikawa. Morikawa has already won two majors at about 25 years old. He won the PGA Championship at Harding Park uh, in 2020, and then he won the British Open last year, a, a tournament I never expected him to win, and he did that too. So I took Morikawa at a short price. I got him at 16 to 1. I've seen him at 18 to 1. Um, the Southern Hills Golf Course, James, is a Perry Maxwell design, and he also designed Colonial Country Club in Fort, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, where they have the Charles, Shaw, uh, Charles Schwab Challenge. Colin Morikawa finished second, losing in a playoff till Daniel Berger in 2020 at Colonial Country Club. 
Daniel Berger, Colin Morikawa are both on my card, and I think there is some correlation there with Perry Maxwell designing both golf courses. So I think if you can find some players that have done well at Colonial, like Morikawa uh, and Daniel Berger, I I think it makes sense to take a shot at them here at Southern Hills for the PGA. Berger, I got at 46 to 1. I think you can find them in the neighborhood of 50. And like I said, Morikawa, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 18 to 1. So there's some shorter shots, some mid-range shots for you that I think might translate well at Southern Hills Golf Club. We'll be back with more in just a moment. It's the VSIN Bet Center right here on VSIN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free...
This is Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the VSIN Bet Center. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you for one more segment before we pass the baton on to Greg Peterson. And what would the first Saturday in May be without the Greg Peterson experience? He'll take you through the fight card at the Octagon down in Phoenix. Also, the big prize fight here right in fabulous Las Vegas, Canelo Alvarez and Dimitri Bivov. Looking forward to that one. Canelo, of course, a big favorite. And if you want to go back and hear what Kevin Ioli had to say, go back and look at the archive of our show today. One of the best fight minds in the game. He thought uh, he saw the money coming down a little bit. The smart money might be on Dimitri there. And the public coming in for the Cinco de Mayo weekend and whatnot might be on uh, Alvarez and possibly driving that price up a little bit. The Golden State Warriors and Memphis Grizzlies are at the break at halftime there at the Chase Center in San Francisco and Golden State hanging on to a seven-point lead. Quite a turnaround uh, the Golden State Warriors made from about the eight-minute mark uh, of the first quarter. They were really in a hole against the Memphis Grizzlies in the early part of that first quarter, but they turned it around, ended up trailing the first quarter by just two points, and then turned it around even bigger in the second quarter, and they go to the break with a seven-point advantage. They were leading by as many as 10 points there in the second quarter. They are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in the live market. 237-and-a-half is your live total, certainly on an overpace is this game. The game closed at 225 and a half prior to tip off. So 12 points ahead of that in the live market. If you're looking for just a halftime line, the Warriors are minus two for the second half and your total is at 116 and a half. James, what do you think as far as a second half or an in-game bet? Anything that piques your interest at all? Well, if, if I mean, if John Moran still is going to make half court threes yeah that's gonna <laughs> continue to set your total over some momentum going in at halftime for the grizzlies it was that second quarter like you mentioned for the the warriors not only with their approach to to try to get the ball inside the free throw line extended for higher percentage shots but the bench doing a tremendous job coming off and bringing not only energy offensive or defensively but finding putting the ball in the basket and in particular Otto Porter jr and jordan Poole nailing the what collectively four threes between them in that second quarter. So, yeah, I think, you know, the game's kind of opened up. We were kind of, I was wondering what was going to happen. You know, there was some talk for on the, on the Grizzlies side that you're going to get Stephen Adams back from, from the COVID protocols. He's missed the first two games in this series. Was he going to get in here and play? He has not gotten off the bench yet. So I don't know if that's due to his health or just due to the matchup here right now because Golden State is not a team that's a big team. They're not a team that's that's going to pound you inside through the post. They are playing and and trying to get the ball to the rim, but it's, it's not because they have the size advantage. Uh, the one thing that has definitely been cleaned up in this game, though, Brady, I mean, through the first two games for the Warriors, they had 30 offensive rebounds, only two so far in this game. Uh, but it also helps when you're shooting 70% from the floor. So it's hard to get offensive rebounds when you're not missing shots. And that's exactly what we're seeing out of the Warriors. Very efficient offensively. I know they had a lot of turnovers in that first in that first quarter. They had eight. They still have 14 collectively through this game. So it's kind of surprising the fact that they've turned the ball over as much as they have. 
Brady, and and they're still shooting as uh, the, the high percentage shot that they are shooting seventy percent from the floor. You got to figure both these teams are going to dial some things back from the shooting percentage. You're not going to see the Warriors continue to shoot seventy percent from the floor, nor are, do we think we're going to see nearly fifty percent shooting from three for the Grizzlies. That's not going to hold up either. So looking at this total and the fact that it's going to get tighter, we know this game gets closer in the, into that fourth quarter. Possessions become more valuable, and the Warriors to arc to to what we're hoping for Brady because we need we're both needing the Warriors at least from a a futures perspective take care of the damn basketball fellas in the second half yeah I am absolutely with you and I would be leaning towards the under as well for the exact reasons you state that uh this incredible shooting not likely to continue for either side uh taking a look at the hockey slate the Pittsburgh Penguins take out the New York Rangers game three there in Pittsburgh seven to four your final they take a two to one series lead over the New York Rangers and the Calgary Flames and Dallas Stars just about to drop the puck in Dallas. In baseball, the Cleveland Guardians do get a split of the doubleheader with the Toronto Blue Jays, 8-2 to the final in Game 2. And the Pittsburgh Pirates trying to force a split here with the Cincinnati Reds, 8-5. to They lead the Red Legs in the top of the eighth inning. The Atlanta Braves and Milwaukee Brewers, a good pitcher's duel here in Atlanta. Atlanta with a 2-1 to lead in the bottom of the eighth inning. And the San Francisco Giants really have been putting it to the Cardinals all day long in San Francisco. But the Cardinals now looking to get themselves back in this game. It is the bottom of the seventh inning here, and San Francisco now leading just 9-7, to seven, yet they are still minus 1,400 on the money line in the live market. The Los Angeles Dodgers looking for a doubleheader sweep over the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field. They lead 4-2. to two. The Arizona Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies still scoreless in the sixth inning there. Miami is on the board first down at Petco Park, leading the Padres one to nothing. Bottom of the fourth inning there, the Washington Nationals two to nothing out in front of the Los Angeles Angels in the top of the fourth inning there. Tampa Bay and Seattle in the third inning, and still no score up in the Pacific Northwest. James, I will uh, give you one more little golf tip here, and then I promise we won't talk about it again until at least next week. But uh, I know you bought in on Willie Zalatoris, and I told you about Colin Morikawa and uh, Daniel Berger and their connection with Colonial Country Club and how well they have done there, and I think that will translate over to Southern Hills. The other player that I would add is Jordan Spieth, and I mentioned him uh, when I was talking with Brian Kroll. Uh, he just won at Harbortown. He's the same price as Zalatoris at 34 to 1. Uh, a win at the PGA Championship would complete the career Grand Slam for him, meaning he had won every major in his career. He already has a Masters, a U.S. Open, and a British Open. So certainly there's some pressure that comes with that, but I think Spieth is ready. Uh, I mentioned Scotty Scheffler and his experience having played Southern Hills, uh, going to University of Texas. That's where Jordan Spieth went to school as well. And how has he done at Colonial Country Club? Well, he's won there twice, and he's also finished top 10 in seven out of nine trips to that golf course. So there's your foursome. You got to get in the spirit of things and have a foursome of bets if you're going to do this, right? Oh, in my younger days, we're talking foursomes. Anyway, I'll digress here, but... (laughs) 
I, I'm looking at the numbers. So, so help me out here, Brady, because I and I haven't opened up all of my all of my different books. Sure. So there's definitely shopping to be done, and and so the you know with Zalatoris, it was you had 34, he was 33. Good to go with that. That we're not moving. But I'm looking at I'm looking at Morikawa. I'm just looking on MGM right now, and BetMGM has Morikawa at plus 1400. Spieth is only at 2200. So that's a pretty significant move. So I'm gonna have to shop around. What is kind of your the your cutoff point for somebody like either Spieth or I see Berger here on BetMGM sitting at 40 to 1. What is your cutoff point as far as how low would you let those odds drop before? Well, Circa Circa has Berger at 50. So I and I got him at 46. Okay. I bought a little early. They raised him. So I would think you could probably find at least 45 on Berger. Now, Spieth, I got at 34. He has since been cut here at Circa to 25. I wouldn't want to take any less than 25. And Morikawa, I got at 16. He also drifted here at Circa to 18. So I wouldn't want any less than 16 on Morikawa. So, so 16, 25 or better, 33 or 34, certainly on Zalatoris, and then no worse than 45 on Daniel Berger. Um, James, I'll get your opinion here really quick on the two basketball games that are going to tip off on Sunday. And of course, we will be on Betting Across America early tomorrow morning to preview these games once again. But what are your initial thoughts? The uh, Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks, they will play game four in Dallas. Phoenix leading this series two games to one. And then the Heat leading the 76ers two games to one. They'll play game four in the city of brotherly love on Sunday. Any early opinion on either of these two? I'm, I'm still, I mean, you, you look at the totals and I, I did play the total yesterday with that Mavs. It was two eighteen and a half is where I got it. And you just saw in that second period, that second quarter, I mean, the Mavericks really, I think the biggest piece was the fact of how well is in particular Reggie Bullock. He got the assignment in that first half to guard Chris Paul. Chris Paul, he really he's got size on him for sure. Does Bullock? We know Paul's really crafty, and I don't I don't know if there's another guard that runs the ball screen offense as well as he does. But Bullock really got into him for seven first half turnovers out of Chris Paul in that matchup. Well, if it's not broke, why would you try to change it? And we saw the the Brunson show yet in that game on Friday night as well. He performed very well. We know these are young players, and they're going to have play with more confidence playing at home. Uh, I'd be looking towards that under again with Phoenix and the Mavericks. Both teams are very good defensively in the half court. And then with the Mavs, we know everything's going to facilitate through Luka, but a lot of ball watching and and it's not a fast pace anytime Luka is dominating the basketball. So I'd be looking at that total between these two games. That's the, that's probably the the total nor the side. I like the total better in that game under two fourteen and a half and a half is where it sits. That's probably my position here on that play before we go and close out the show. James, I will speak with you tomorrow morning. Enjoy the last few hours of the first Saturday in May and don't forget mom on Sunday. Thanks to the entire crew here. Thanks to Elliot Bauman and Dan Miller, our fine producers here on the Beeson Bet Center. Next up, Greg Peterson and the Greg Peterson Experience. If you thought there was a sports betting offseason, think again. Our Beeson sports betting experts are working 24 7 to keep you informed on every sport on the schedule. The over pays the same for a baseball game or a football championship, and our team grinds year round to help improve your betting night, help improve your betting night, help improve your betting night, help improve. Your 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 